welcome to Woven. Today we are um, going, this is the last of our top three episodes that we've re-released, uh, which we were obviously doing in celebration of our 100th episode. So if you haven't listened to that one, go back. We talk a little about each one, but today we're re-releasing the one called Your Body is a Wonderland, which I do regret the title. Um, we were being silly. It was a John Mayer lyric, obviously. Um <laughs> Other than that, it's a really good episode. We talk a little bit about, um, this is the first episode that we talk about our body image situations on. And um, as we've gone through a hundred episodes, that is our most popular topic that we talk about that seems to resonate with you guys the most is just, you know, talking about how to be a woman and live in your body and this crazy world. And so I'm not surprised this is really popular. Um, this is also the beginning of Dr. Angela Schaffner's appearances on our podcast. Yes. Rebecca, how many times has she been on total? Seven. So this was like <laughs> the intro to our first two episodes. Well, I'm counting that as one episode, but it, you guys know it as two episodes. So it's actually eight episodes she's on, but seven appearances. So yeah, she's, she's up okay. there. She's definitely our most frequent um, interview for sure. Our free, most frequent guest. She's almost a co-host at this point. I mean, basically, we love her. She's very sound and wonderful, and we love that she's been on so much. Um, so, yeah, we talk a little bit in this episode about our own thing. We also, don't we go into kind of like a biblical view of bodies as well? Yes. Mm-hmm. So we do. We go through um, some scripture and, and talk about how um, God views our bodies and how, um, why God made our bodies and how we need to have a biblical view of our bodies versus a worldly view of our bodies. Mm-hmm. That's a big a big chunk of the episode as well. And we go yeah. into that more with Angela in the next two episodes after this. So episodes three and four, um, she, she discusses that too. But this is kind of the, the start of that and kind of our our views and our struggles um, individually. And I really appreciate this episode, not just because it's our second episode, so it's some nostalgia to it, but I feel like we set the tone in this episode of vulnerability that I feel like has gone through mm-hmm. and been woven, woven through all, of, all 100 of our episodes, which um, I think is good. I, you know, those first few episodes kind of set the tone going forward. So I think you can hear that in this episode. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, so this is um, the last of our re-released episodes today. And then after this, we will be getting into some new stuff. So yeah. if you've Yay. been reminiscing along with us, thank you. It's been really fun. And here's to the next 100. Yeah. 97. The next 97. <laughs> and there's here's Murphy the saying hello. Did you hear that bark on the recording? Can you hear that? Yeah, Murphy's, Murphy's barking. Yes. We're still at home. It's still a pandemic. This is real life. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. <laughs> Hi, I'm Rebecca Pete, And I'm Rebecca Cochran. And, and welcome, welcome to Woven, where we strive to be Christians living in the world with intention. And our prayer is that, to paraphrase Mary Zimmer, the Christ who knew Mary and Martha would show us the way of balance. Thanks, Thanks for listening. Okay, welcome to today's episode. We are excited to dive into this topic. I think mm-hmm. I'm really excited because it is personally something that's very close to my heart. Um, today we're going to be talking about body image. Um, modern day body image and also biblical ideal, what would you say? Ideal body? Well, just more of like the theology of the body. What does God say our body? The biblical view of the body. We're going to be challenging some views today. So I'm, I'm excited. Um, I'm going to start that out by kind of sharing a little bit about my own, um, my own things with my body. Um, so recently let me, oh my gosh, how do I even give a timeline of my body image issues? I'll just start. (laughs) 
with the fact that more or less, I have been a size 10 my whole life, uh, more or less. I've had times where I'm bigger, times where I'm smaller. This is my sort of like middle ground. And, you know, that's right in the middle. Um, It is not skinny. It is not obese, but that's what it is. And so that has been a challenge for me because we live in a size zero world and Mm. something it's just been hard. And I mean, I've been called names. I've been bullied. I've been praised when I'm thin and criticized when I'm big. I mean, all of those things Mm. that happen that have given me, I think maybe legitimate reason to feel the way I do. Like it's not just all in my head. It's been reinforced culturally and personally in some relationships, but, um, I got my heaviest after I had my twins, which was in December of 2014. And I weighed a lot and I went on a weight loss journey. Um, of course, you I lost that glorious like 30 pounds that you lose after you have. Yeah. Well, for me, it was what, 30 pounds because I got so me. heavy. But, you know, you lose Well, like, no, chunk. it's more that you had two children and you and right. I only had one. Yeah, but they collectively weighed seven pounds. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there's there all the extra stuff. There was so you much some credit. So, so much. And my placenta yes. was just, it weighed 50 pounds itself. <laughs> <laughs> but so I, I did Weight Watchers. And this is not a knock against Weight Watchers or anything. But I noticed that for me, it got me because I already have OCD, as I mentioned, I tend to get really focused in Mm. on counting things and having to be perfect with these things. And so for me, it had just become really unhealthy. And it also wasn't working for me. I lost 10 pounds in a year, which when you're diligently doing something, you you kind of hope for better results if you're restricting quite that much. And so in about December of this year, I just had this feeling where I was like, I feel like I should not diet. And I'd had that been about three years. Because the twins are three. Oh, yeah. I guess it has been three years. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, And so I got this feeling where I was like, I feel like I shouldn't be dieting. um, But I also felt like that's crazy. Who does that? Like, that's not how you lose weight. And I still ideally in my ideal, I would like to lose like 30 pounds. That's probably not going to happen. But I that's my ideal. So I remember um, I had had that thought before and I'd pushed it down. And I I think it's funny, like we assume God thinks of us the way we do. So I just assumed that God was in the corner like, no, Rebecca, you need to lose 30 pounds. Like, how dare you think about not dieting when really, as I prayed through it, I realized this was him saying, this is crazy. You need to stop. Like, this is not healthy. So I went to my therapist because I, you know, I kind of wanted some affirmation of my decision to stop dieting. Yeah. Um, had an appointment with my therapist. And before I went, I mean, I've never felt like a lawyer, but I did that day because I brought all my evidence. I was like, so here's the thing. Blah, 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 blah. I had all of my reasons and I was defending myself and I just went through this whole thing and she just listened. And then she said, I think you're right. And I was like, wait, no, no, you're supposed to tell me this is a terrible you're supposed idea. To yes. You're supposed yes. to, this is the part where you say, no, Rebecca, like you can't trust yourself. You're going to weigh, you know, a million pounds if you don't diet. But instead she said the opposite. And then it was kind of like, oh crap, I guess I'm really doing this <laughs> because you know, there's, there's the doing it. But when you've, mm. And for me, that sounds, I guess to some people that might sound like, well, yeah, that sounds like freedom. To me, it feels really scary. Um, I've been doing it for a little while now, kind of halfway. And then I've really been doing it like to the point where I gave away all my clothes that don't fit me and threw my scale away. That was probably like, that's huge. uh, Yeah, that was probably like six weeks ago or so. Um, So this is a very new thing for me, but some stuff I've noticed in the process, um, I was telling Rebecca earlier before we started recording, I, when I first stopped, what they say to do with intuitive eating, well, some people say this and some don't. When you're starting to do intuitive eating, 
eat what you want when you want it. That's kind of what they say. Just pay attention to your hunger and fullness. Mm -hmm. So for like two weeks, I ate a brownie or a chocolate chip cookie almost every day because I just hadn't, I mean, when you're on Weight Watchers or any diet, that's just like, no, that's like 35 points. That's my whole day. I can't eat that. But I just did it and I did it in public. I sat my butt down at Starbucks and I ate that brownie and it was great. And um, it was funny this morning I woke up and I was like, Okay, because I've kind of gotten into a habit of like, what what sweet will I have today? And I yes. actually don't want a brownie today. Wow. And I never thought I would say that. Um, yeah. And that doesn't mean that at four o'clock I won't. But it yes. was just kind of cool to see, oh my gosh, I can trust my body. Yeah. I can. I'm not mm-hmm. going to just, I'm, my body is not out to get me and it is not this bad thing that needs to be controlled and it is yeah. not this, I don't know. And so it's interesting. I do think I've gained about three pounds, three to five pounds. Um, my clothes still So fit. not a million. Not a million. <laughs> but I've also been eating in an unhealthy and unsustainable way because of the years and years, years of, of trying to restrict. Yes. And yeah. so I feel like, and this is what they say happens, and I feel like I'm going to come to equilibrium soon. But yes. I think the cool thing is I'm actually feeling overall pretty good about myself. Um, So some things that have changed, uh, clearly this is going to be a lifelong process. And I still count Weight Watcher points in my head every day at the end of the day and have to stop myself because it's just ingrained in me at this point. But I've just experienced a lot of freedom and the, the days I'm able to do it well and to be able to just eat intuitively, stop when I'm full, notice when I'm eating emotionally, ask questions. I, I feel more, more myself. And I guess what's funny about that is when you do have body image issues, you're essentially, you don't want to be yourself. Exactly. Yeah. You, you kind of want to be a different version of you. Skinny Rebecca, which yeah. has never existed. So all that to say, I'm, I'm on this journey personally. Um, and who knows if it's spurred on by springtime and bathing suits. It probably is. But where it's just, you know, for years, I mean, I cannot... I know this wasn't my whole life, but I can't remember a year when spring came and I didn't have a mini panic attack thinking, oh crap, one more year and I didn't get rid of my cellulite and I didn't, my arms aren't skinny and I'm going to have to go buy a depressing black one piece bathing suit, which nothing against a black one piece, but you know. Hey, there's some nice black one piece bathing suits. There are. Um, (laughs) But, and also the other thing was my daughters and I, so I have three-year-old twin daughters. So a lot of this is also because I realized that what is that phrase? A lot of things are caught, not taught. Yes. So whatever I feel about myself, they will feel about themselves. Correct. And I am just, I'm tired. I'm just tired. I'm tired mm. of caring. Like not in a way I'm going to let myself go or anything. Of course not. But like, I'm yes. just tired of not like liking myself. Well, being a slave to that. Yeah. Being a slave to it. It is. Yes. It's total bondage and it's awful, but it's so socially acceptable and common that I yes. don't think we realize it doesn't have to be this way. No. Yeah. Um, it doesn't. And I'm actually just getting a taste of that. And it feels very scary, to be honest. Like, it doesn't feel like, woo! it feels kind of like, oh, God, is this really happening? Like, I'm yes. so scared. But it's also really, it's also freeing. I don't know. In some way, it's yeah. both scary and freeing. But I was noticing with my daughters, um, one thing that kind of put me over the edge, they were, we planned a trip to the beach. And so they were talking about their bathing suits. And they're really excited. And they said, oh, I want a striped bathing suit with pink stripes. And I want this one. And it occurred to me, they're just picking things they like that make them happy. And when I get dressed, Mm. I don't think about that. I think, how can I make myself small? How can I make myself disappear? What's the most slimming color I can wear? What cut is, it's not, I like lemons. So I'm going to wear a shirt with lemons on it. I wouldn't wear that because it would draw attention. Yeah. Um, And so it it really made me sad. And I was like, I want to dress like a (laughs) three-year-old. 
So, guys, I'm going to wear... <laughs> so, you're going to wear cowboy boots on. I'm going to like Ace Ventura yeah. every day. But, <laughs> but, like, seriously, it's like... I haven't been having fun with this stuff. Yes. This has just been such yeah. bondage in so many ways. And how, how I'm presenting myself to the world, I feel like yeah. sometimes is inaccurate because I'm trying to hide and yes. look as thin as possible. And you're a fun person, so you should dress fine. I know. I should. <laughs> and so, anyway, I just, yeah, it felt like I got to a point where all of this, um, the sort of slavery I've been in was not congruent with with the life I, with who I felt I was inside. Yeah. I'm not an all black all the time person. I am yeah. not a person, you know, like I'm, <laughs> and so anyway, I'm in our spirit of being integrated. Yes. I am on this journey of not dieting. Mm-hmm. Wanted to give you a little background of that. It's probably yes. going to come up a lot because it's a big, scary thing in my life. Yep. Um, and we have an expert coming on soon, which I'm so excited I know. about. We, have, we do. I have a sweet friend of mine coming on who's going to talk to us all about this from a more um, clinical and yes, Dr. Angela. She's yes. wonderful. We're just going to call her. Her name is Dr. Angela Schaffner, but we're going to go with Dr. Angela. Because I can't pronounce her last name. <laughs> what is it? Schaffner. Schaffner. Okay. Yes. Uh, Dr. Angela. Um, so, yeah. I mean, and and I mean, I think that all women and, and some men, uh, but uh, all women have some body image issue on the spectrum. For me, I mean, Rebecca shared about herself, but for me, I actually never really struggled with um, dieting. Um, That's just never been my thing, partially because I have usually most of my life been thin, like up Mm -hmm. until recently. So it's just never been an area of struggle for me to diet because I never really needed to. Yeah. I mean, I had, I had those moments. I mean, everybody does, especially teenage college years where you're like, I, I'm not skinny enough or I need to be able to fit into this size or whatever. So we all do that. So I've had, you know, ups and downs and moments, but I've never like felt this pull to dieting. Yes. And I've always been very athletic. Mm-hmm. So I always played sports and I always exercised and that's continued my whole life. So I think that that's probably helped kind of manage that too. Um, and I, you know, I have the disorder thinking sometimes that, well, if I want to eat, I've got to exercise this much. So, I mean, I have things that I str- yeah. have struggled with in the past. But they never. A lot of people, I don't think, would even notice that as disordered thinking. Yes, yes. Which is something we're going to get into later with Angela. Um, She's going to talk a lot about that, about how that presents itself as disordered thinking. But for me, where I've really noticed an issue has been probably in the last, just past three or four years, probably. Um, You know, and a lot of mine, I think, has to do with age and doesn't have to do as much with my size. Um, it has to do with the fact that I'm, I'm just getting older and I've had two babies and I, um, without going into too much detail had to have, you know, a a procedure that affected, you know, um, my hormones and, Mm -hmm. um, the feminine parts of me. And so because of that, that affects your weight. And so, um, I have just come to a new set point in my weight and, and, and accepting that and accepting that. So you've gained weight, but that is like your new normal. That's my new normal. Yeah. Is the, because if I just eat intuitively, like you said, Uh and I exercise for fun because I love it and it's a stress, stress relief. So if I've just act normally. Yeah. Then this is where I'm going to sit. Man, of course I could restrict eat and I could work out a whole lot more and I'd probably lose a little bit of weight, but this is where my body is happy. And so it's coming to terms that, that this new almost 40 year old body, that this is where my body is happy. This is where it is who it was created to be. It's not the 20 year old me. That 20 year old body is just never going to be happening, happen again. I need to be okay with that. 
at, with the seasons of life. And I think that's what God is teaching me, not just in my body, but just in general, that he brings seasons into our lives. And as we progress, we progress into a new season and that that doesn't completely change who we are as a person, but it, it does evolve. You're, you you're evolving. And so, um, you know, there are things about me that are different because I'm 20 years older yeah. and, and accepting those things. On top of that, that doesn't mean that I can't wear a bathing suit that I love or that Preach, I sister or that, it, that I can't, <laughs> that I can't wear, um, an outfit that I love and, and just because I look different in it than I would have when I was 20 and it may be one size bigger so that it fits me and is more flattering, that doesn't mean I'm any less acceptable or that right. I love myself any less. And so that's kind of been the process for me. So I've, I've, it's not something I've struggled with my whole life. It's just been just recently, yeah. I think, that I've started to to notice some of these thoughts. So that's why I was excited about um, us talking about this um, because like we'll discuss later, there's this, our feelings about our bodies do affect other areas of our lives. Yes. And relationships. Yes. Because if sure. you're not in a good relationship with your own flaws and you can't see your flaws as something that, you know, is there and part of you, I feel like for me, at least I tend to pick on people's flaws when I'm picking on my own, yeah. you know, like I think mm -hmm. we act to people the way we act to ourselves. Of course. So yeah, if you're not in a healthy place with your body, that doesn't necessarily mean you know, you'll pick on your husband's body, but maybe you'll pick on something else in him you don't like yes. more than if you had just been able to accept Yes. without criticism or judgment. Just yeah. it is what it is. Yeah. So I think that's good. Yeah. Um, and I think that it, the, the first part of this discussion about our body, I mean, we're going to go into more um, I, in a two-part series with Angela about um, how we can come to a place of wholeness and, and how does this look healthy? Um, but I think we wanted to really start with what does God say about our bodies? Yes. Like, why do we have a body? Mm -hmm. What, is, how does he view our bodies? What is our body for? Mm -hmm. Um, what was it created for? Because I think that if we know the purpose behind our bodies, we'll have a better, um, acceptance of our bodies. Yeah. It gives you a more whole view yes, where if you're sure. just looking at how your body looks, you yes. get tunnel vision, but if you yes. can see your body as this whole wonderful thing that happens also to look a certain way, then yeah, that'll bring you to more of a place of wholeness and acceptance, I think. Yeah. And, and like we've said, um, I think we said a lot in our last episode, you know, our goal is balance, yes. but the problem so often um, with humans in general, but definitely in Christianity, is that we move to one end of the spectrum or another. Yeah. So, so lots of times, our if you want to call it theologies of our bodies, either tends towards an excessive concern with our body. Um, so we we have to our, we have to get our bodies perfect because that is how we can be used. As if it's mm -hmm. if it's this you know, this idol of perfection and excessive thought of that. And you're thinking about how healthy you can be and all of, all of this, that is not, not a part of the church. I mean, we, mm, I, yes. I mean, we, there, it, this is all in the church. This is not just something that's in the world and in culture. This is in the church. So we have an excessively, um, we can tend towards an excessive um, prioritizing of health and wellness. Ooh, and yeah. so, so that, that becomes our ultimate end rather than communion with God is yes. to have a healthy body. Um, and not that having a healthy body is wrong. It's all about balance. So the other end of the spectrum, spectrum comes in this idea of asceticism or deprecation of the body where we're just like, the body is not important. It is just 
you know, it's I'm just above a house. Yeah. I'm above my body. Yeah. So I can treat it however I want to. It, we, I can do whatever I want to my body uh, because it, it doesn't matter anyways. Yeah. Well, that's obviously the other unhealthy end of the spe- spectrum. And so um, we we pursue, and, and that end of the spectrum, we pursue pleasure and we pursue um, all of those things that... Like hedonism kind like, of... Like, yeah, hedonism yeah. because our body doesn't matter anyways. Yeah. Which is obviously a lie as well. Mm-hmm. And so the balance is somewhere in the middle. And I just, I think it's interesting because I think we forget that God actually addresses this a lot in scripture about how our body is to be, be used. And I mean, let's just think about if we, if we tend towards the spectrum of our bodies aren't important, I mean, well, then we got to throw out the entire book of Song of Solomon. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's, Yeah, erotically about our bodies. Yeah. Um, If you read and how wonderful our bodies are, um, we should, or if you, I mean, even Paul, he tells, he tells Timothy in um, first Timothy four to, he needs to relax and drink some wine. That's the Rebecca standard version. That's not, (laughs) but that's pretty much what he says. Actually, he says something to the effect of you need to take a break. You've been working really hard, all of these things, and and tells him that he needs to um, he needs to drink some water, but he needs to drink some wine. And so, so obviously, we're supposed to take care of our bodies. Yes, we're not supposed to deprive our bodies or give our bodies too much. There's this balance, but why is there a balance? Is our body connected? Yeah, to our um, the other the spiritual parts of us, the soul parts of us, and I think there's a lot to be said about that in scripture. Yeah, and I think that um, when it comes to the balance, the whole that's where the Holy Spirit comes in. Yeah, because we can't. I think it's our tendency as humans to sort of try to make a list of I eat this, I don't eat this, I exercise this much on these days, and and that's not to say there shouldn't be structure, but I think the Holy Spirit comes in where you're praying about that and you're saying, do I need to exercise today or do I need to take a nap? Because some days you just need something different and being able to say, show me here what is the right way because it can be, God wants to be involved. And I'm not saying you're supposed to pray about whether or not to put sour cream on your taco, but Hmm. I am saying like, I do think that he is there to help us and to guide us here and all the areas that are gray. I mean, that's what the Holy Spirit is for is the gray area. Yep, definitely. And I mean, you know, he, the rejection that our body is not important. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that we just need to keep, keep going back to that. Um, we talked about last week about how the soul is the integration of all of this and all of those parts, the mind, the will, the spirit, the heart, our bodies, it, we are never going to be healthy. We're never going to be whole unless all of those things are integrated. And I loved in first um, Timothy, I think it's in four, three and four. Let me make sure I'm correct here. Um, he talks about, yeah, I mean, Paul firmly rejects this idea that we're not supposed to care about our bodies. So when we talk about, um, body image and accepting ourselves and all of these things that are super important and, and that God's created our body for a purpose. We're not in any way saying you need to not care about your bodies. Right. So what, what he says is um, he pretty much tells them to, um, to put, to do away with certain types of teachings. And one of the teachings he says is um, put away with those who forbid marriage and require abstinence from food that God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth for everything Mm -hmm. created by God is good. And nothing is to be rejected. If we receive it with thanksgiving for it is made holy by the word of God in prayer. And so this idea that we have to restrict ourselves from things that God has created for our good 
is a very unhealthy view of our body and our, what we, our body needs. So the balance view, you know, if if we're not going to be hedonists or asceticists where we like just completely reject the body, which obviously Paul tells us we're not supposed to reject types of food and and the good things that God has created, which is, which is our bodies and the food that he's made for our bodies. And we're not supposed to be overly obsessed with it. Mm -hmm. There's a balance in the middle the, I believe the balance view is an in, is creating an intimate connection between our body and our spirit, okay. and seeing that our that our spirit, our spiritual part of us, is housed inside of our bodies, um, and and we need to see that those are connected. I mean, let's think about let's think about the story of Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, right? We're coming on Easter, Black Friday's next, uh, Black Friday. <laughs> I'm obviously thinking about shopping. Um, Good Friday's <laughs> next week, and so. Um, you know, there's the garden of Gethsemane and he goes and he's going to pray to God because he knows about the path that he's about to be on. And he tells the disciples, stay here and pray for me. Mm -hmm. And he comes back three times and the disciples every time have fallen asleep because in their defense, it was the middle of the night. (laughs) so They're sleep deprived. So, um, and he, he finishes that story with the spirit is willing, but the body is weak and, um, the spirit cannot thrive without a cooperation with the body. So it, I, when, when we, we, we have to talk about in balance that we do have to take care of our bodies. Yeah. So yes, we're not going to become obsessed with restrictive dieting or we're not going to be obsessed with over-exercising or those kind of things and not accepting our body, but we still have to take care of our body because it's connected to our spirit. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Paul, you know, we talked about last week about how our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. God, God put the spirit into our bodies because that is where and the spirit works in us. And he, he talks about how we're supposed to glorify God in our bodies. We're not supposed to, he didn't mm-hmm. say glorify God in your head or glorify right. your God in your soul or glorify God in your heart. Not that the, you're not supposed to glorify God in all areas of life, but he was specific that we're supposed to glorify God in our body. And the, the body was meant for the Lord and, and the Lord was meant for the body. And we can nourish the spirit in us by nourishing our body. Of course. Food. Of course. And that's where it gets into, I mean, like, I know that we don't want to have restrictions on food, but I think the chef in me wants to say out loud that, you know, God didn't make processed food. Um, I won't get into that soapbox too much because I could be there for a long time, but the foods that best nourish us and that make us feel best and the most thriving are those that are our least like chemically enhanced. Of course. So that's just something, I mean, not, not to put another rule on it. I don't know, but I think it's just if we're really eating for the sake of pleasure and also nourishment, you know, I think it's good to eat the foods God created. I agree. And I, and I think that just because we're saying that we're not going to diet or that we're going to do intuitive eating or we're not going to restrict, that doesn't mean we don't look at what God, what God best created for us. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's all types of food, but what the healthiest versions of those foods. So I think that's. Um, a really good point. Um, so yeah, so I also, we have to remember that our bodies were meant to worship him. Yeah. I mean, our spirits obviously worship him, but I mean, Paul says in Romans that our body, we're supposed to give our bodies as a sacrifice because mm-hmm. they're holy and pleasing to God because that is our true and proper worship. He said our bodies are to be presented to God as a sacrifice of worship. Mm-hmm. And so our that once again, just the connection between our spirit, because obviously our spirit worships God. That's the part of us that worships God. But 
the physical aspect of that plays out in our body, our postures, yeah. um, how, how we present ourselves to them. I mean, obviously, just in a real practical way, if you go to church one Sunday and you're completely exhausted or you don't feel well or you haven't taken good care of yourself or let's just be straight up honest, we go with a hangover or whatever <laughs> it is, um, whatever it is, however we go into worship, uh-huh. um, how our bodies feel affects yeah, totally. um, how we worship. And so because our bodies are, are the physical part of us, there's the spiritual part of us that we present in worship, but the body is the physical part of us that we give and sacrifice to worship. And so we have the health of our body is important because that's what facilitates our relationship with God. I mean, our spirit is what's intimately connected to God and our mind thinks about God, but our body is what takes all of that and brings it before God. Yeah. And, it, and, it, and all of those things have to be it's healthy. Like our body's like the soil in which the other things are planted, right? Yes. Yeah. Like our body is where these things grow or uh, yes. die. Yeah, exactly. That this is what this is what houses all of those things. And if it is not healthy, then those other things can't grow either. Right. And so but we have to be really careful because if we if we focus way too much on that, then that's the wrong end of the spectrum, yeah. right? Because then we'll only per- be pursuing how our body feels so that we can um, be in a right, right relationship with God. Obviously, it all has to be connected. You yes. know, um, you know, First Timothy four eight, Paul says that you're supposed to train yourself in godliness. For while physical training is of some value. Godliness is valuable in every way. Mm-hmm. So he, he doesn't say that physical training is not important at all. Right. He says it does have some value, mm-hmm. but godly, the, the pursuing of godliness is what's most important, but it is really hard to pursue godliness if your body's falling apart. Yeah. Or so, if you're hungry. Or if you're hungry. Hungry all the time. Hungry all the time because you've completely restricted yourself from everything. Um, I know, like I said, I, I'm not really big on, I've never been really big on diet. I've never like officially committed to a diet before. Really? Never. You are an I've anomaly. Never, I've like, never, seriously. but I've had like days where I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to eat carbs today. Uh huh. Just yeah. because I'm like, oh, I haven't worked out all week. So I'm just not mm-hmm. going to eat carbs today or because I want to lose one pound before tomorrow's whatever. And, yeah. um, and so, and that I am not a nice person. Oh, God, like no. when, whenever, <laughs> whenever you start restricting things like that, that your body, and I'm not talking about restricting yourself from chemically processed food or from, you know, too much alcohol. I mean, obviously we have to be conscious of taking care of our bodies, Yeah, but I'm talking about restricting yourself from a food group that yes. God has deemed that your body needs. Um, as long as you don't have a medical condition you know, some people can't eat red meat because they can't process it or whatever. So I'm not talking about those things. But it, when I don't give my body what it needs to be sustained, it falls apart very quickly. Yes. And then it affects me emotionally and how I treat other people. Yeah. And there's actually a really good documentary on Netflix. We'll link this in the show notes. But um, yes. where, and I can't remember the name of it right now, but two chefs go into um, the types of like, I think it's carbs, fat and protein. And they talk about what it does science wise, how it affects your body. So that's a really cool resource. If you're somebody who's always thought like, I can't eat fat or I can't eat carbs or because it it really helped me to have a more balanced view of, Oh, this is what my body does with carbs. And this is why I need them because I also was on a low carb diet for a while. And it was just, I mean, evil Rebecca times a million, but um, so we'll link to that if you're interested. Yeah, definitely. If you'd like more info. 
So it's good to talk about this stuff, but it's also good um, to not just talk about it, but to bring in some outside help sometimes. Uh, mm-hmm. We recognize definitely our need for that yeah. because we're not experts in this field, but we know one and her name is Angela and she's wonderful. So she's going to come on and give us some practical ideas, um, some exercises we can do. She's going to talk to us about sort of the theories behind intuitive eating, her own personal journey with it. Mm -hmm. Um, And she's just going to share her expertise with us. She has been doing this for 15 years. Is that Mm -hmm. right? So she's, she's got a handle on it. And um, I know that you are going to be blessed and have your mind opened by her as we have both been. So we're really excited to share that. Um, We're going to go into a two part series with her where we're going to dive deeper into these topics and hopefully um, bring you a little bit of peace about your own body, I For think sure. is our goal, um, not to change you. And also I feel the need to say, I know I'm hating on processed food, but I love Oreos and they're okay in moderation. And I'm not, <laughs> everything just, in moderation. Everything in moderation. I just felt the need to clarify that because I think sometimes people hear that and they're like, oh, I can't eat, like whatever. It, that's not what I'm saying. Well, then you tend towards upset. Anything and then can turn you obsess and then it's like yes. all you want. So clearly yes. that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying most of the time it's good to eat balanced. But anyway, um, yeah, so that's that's it. Yeah, I think that's all we have. And we're so thankful that you guys are continuing to listen and that you came back for episode two. Yes. And we wanted to give a little teaser about three and four because I really, um, I'm not just saying this because Angela is one of my dear friends, but because I really do think she has a lot of wisdom to share with us. I'm super excited about our episode, next two episodes. So until then, if you want to um, contact us in any way, you can find us on Instagram at Woven in Him. And we hope that you will just come check us out and see what we're doing next. And if you have thoughts or ideas or comments, we'd love to hear from you. So till next week, we are on Instagram at Woven in Him. We are on Facebook and Patreon forward slash Woven in Him. You can also email us fullywoven at gmail.com. And I'm Rebecca Pete, like the coffee brand. And you can find me at RebeccaPete.com where you can also find all my social handles. Yep. And uh, I don't want to be found. So just find me on the Facebook for our uh, podcast and the Instagram, but not my personal. Bye. Bye. (laughs)